welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Raglan, and for today's guest, I... How rude. Today's guest is Duper, the director of the upcoming indie video game Toasty Ashes of Dusk, as well as a fun, sensational, low-poly VTuber. Look, I have watched a good bit of Duper's streams, and I knew that he was just going to be fun no matter what we talked about on this podcast, so I was so grateful for him to take the time to sit down and chat about the game, chat about his experience with VTubing, and so much more. If you guys enjoyed the conversation, and I know you will, make sure you support Duper with the links down below. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Leave five stars wherever you can. I see that stuff. I absolutely love it. If you want a place to further discuss the podcast or just be part of a fun little community, maybe you should consider being a part of the Postmod Art Pod Discord server, the Artist Sanctuary. There we have a bunch of fun, wonderful artists and former guests that are all just getting together to have a fun time. Links to that will be in the description below. Another link you could potentially explore is by checking out the merch shop. There you find some incredible designs done by some former artists and former guests of the podcast as well that did an outstanding job to really showcase what the podcast is all about. Rep that incredible merch today at pmap.creator-spring.com. But now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. How you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just... Uh... I don't know, this is going to sound completely stereotypical gamer, but I just drank one of those um, Mega Man G Fuels because uh. Mega Man was on the can. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's why I drank the 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 Sonic G Fuel not too long ago. You know, it's because mm-hmm. that Sonic. Oh, the it. peach ring. Yeah, the peach ring. You know, that one's really good. You know, funny enough, I used to work. There was a there was like a short like couple months span to where I actually worked at a, a beer distribution place. But like mm-hmm. on top of the beer, we had like an entire room that just had like waters and like energy drinks, and we carried like all the the G fuels that would be distributed to all of Northeast Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Wait, you're, wait, are you in Georgia? Yes, yes, I am. Oh, mm, sorry. <laughs> hey, no, no, no. I told you whenever I messaged you this stuff. I'm like a night owl on the weekend, so this is perfect for me. Oh, no, I was talking about the time saying sorry uh, that you live in Georgia. Oh, yeah, you know what? Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's actually where Bloops is from. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, she's she's from um, a very small um, area that has a um, a reputation. I was going to say, to be fair, I live close to, to Athens, Georgia, you know, where the university is and stuff. So, yeah. See, I didn't even know there was an Athens, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Well, now you know. <laughs> There's an Athens. There's a Rome and an Athens. Yep. What the fuck? It's like Sparta, Georgia. It's like we're trying. Well, I mean, there's a good couple of uh, high schools that call themselves the Spartans, so you're not too far off. Um, oh shit! <laughs> no, but it's like you know, we try to be like you know, super high and mighty with the you know, the Rome comparison or Greece comparisons or whatnot. Well, at the end of the day, we're yeah. just a bunch of guys hanging out in cow fields or whatnot. That's all we are. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, born and raised in California. Okay, lucky. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I was gonna say I say lucky, but then you also got considered the fires and the earthquakes, and I wonder why some people are still standing. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I I don't even live there anymore. I wish I could. I think that that's like the worst part of it, though, is because um, is you know you grew up there, you love it, you wish you could you know go to all the places that you um, were familiar with when you were a kid, and then hey, guess what? <laughs> Twenty five hundred dollars for a studio apartment, and you're just like. Bullshit. <laughs> yes, yes, I I can totally get where you're coming from. Also, I appreciate the fact that the soundboard is <laughs> keeping oh, her yeah. through. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, no, no. I was gonna say, feel free to litter that throughout. I am more than willing to have that be part of it if you want. Oh. <laughs> I, I I broke so my microphone was broken actually, and I was like trying to figure out a way to because I was playing phasmophobia with some friends. Mm-hmm. My mic wasn't working. I'm like, how can I tell them different things? So I was going online, and I was like, hmm, I gotta find a stock yes sound. I'm like, oh wait, oh wait, no. <laughs> yes! That's the one. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure the, 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 the fart yeah. noise would have worked efficiently as a yes yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, they were just like, duper, did you die? <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, both of them are perfect for phasmophobia as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Three! Two, one.
Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to make me crack this entire time, and I appreciate that already. Um, <laughs> all right, Duper, before we really get going, I must ask the icebreaker question of the podcast. Let's say you get an opportunity to go to a deserted island on your own accords. It is just you, alone with your thoughts. You get to kick back, relax, and get to truly enjoy yourself for a little bit. To help with those vibes, more or less, you can bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you to help with whatever mentality you're trying to go with. If given this opportunity, what would that one piece be? Uh, I was I gotta refrain from singing the one piece intro after you just said one piece, but <laughs> I'd probably have to say um, some sort of like boombox or something that can play music, and it would just be Outside Island. <laughs> okay, you know what? Fair enough. <laughs> Love the niche reference right there. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a good connection. <laughs> I think after like three years on a deserted island, and it's just... And I'm like slamming my head into a tree, <laughs> losing my mind. I, look, I didn't say you were stranded on this deserted island. I just said you're going to oh, the island. Okay, well then fast forward three years later, I'm slamming my head in the tree while outside <laughs> island's playing. I'm just, not very bright. I'll say just because you wanted to be on the island for three years got you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were just like cruising by. Like, what the heck is that guy doing? It's like, that seems about. You know, they see, they get close and they realize who you are. I was like, oh, yeah, no, that, that, that seems par for the course. Never mind. Just keep going. Keep going. Uh, but nevertheless, that answer that you gave, that's your answer. You're locking it in. Yeah, that's fine. All right, then. If that's the case, I cannot think of a better way to start. The Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Nathan Ragland. Uh, feel free to like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Uh, you can support the podcast on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash PMAP. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PostmodArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> he is a low-poly VTuber with a fun vibe and also the director of the upcoming indie game, Toasty Ashes of Dusk. Welcome to the podcast, Duper! Hi. <laughs> How are you doing today? Um, you know, I'm doing pretty good. I'm glad to hear that, and I appreciate you taking time out of your day to sit down and chat. Um, I know you are someone that I just I, every time I see something from you, whether it's your streams or just whatever shit post Twitter thing that you do, I absolutely love it. And I knew it was only a matter of time before I brought you on this podcast, so thank you for taking the time to be here. Um, yeah, no problem. But before we really divulge you to kind of the stuff you're doing nowadays, I want to go back just a little bit, if I may. I want to know more or less yeah, sure. the origin story of Duper. What got you interested in art and video games in the first place? Art and video games? Mm -hmm. Like, just like, oh, I mean, like, mm, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess it's like the typical story how it starts. Like, you know, you get your hand on some sort of video game or some sort of piece of media, and then it kind of just, you know, unfolds from there. Uh I didn't have a whole lot growing up, um, but uh, one uh, got a Super Nintendo when I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to fucking, I don't, I don't want to dox myself for anything in my age, but I <laughs> uh, got a Super Nintendo and I was just loving it. I only had one game on it, played it over and over again, and uh, what was really fascinating about it was growing up, I didn't know that there was. Um, well, I mean, we didn't really have a, a like a immediate access to the internet to where we know like oh hey this game's coming soon there's a sequel to this game and stuff the only way i would actually know anything was talking to some person in the playground i'm like yeah you know i'm okay. really into this really into this banjo kazooie game and they're just like yeah did you know there's a banjo tooie game you're like what you know nowadays it's like oh yeah i know there's a there's a second one and then there was an unreleased prequel and then there was two game boy advance yeah <laughs> you get it. but ever since i really like put my hands on it it was just like an escape you know um, it really inspired me. I always loved that I could, you know, just get out of the the normal wake up, go to school or wake up, do the normal, typical thing. And then I could just jump into this other world where I play as this like guy with a sword and he just, you know, saves the world. And it's like, I want to be that. I want to save. I want to save the world, you know, and it kind of just went from there. And uh, I just been ingesting all the media that I could since. And uh, yeah. I mean, there you go. I mean, especially the the escapism that video games just kind of more or less allow. That's that's one of the the beautiful things I love about it more than anything else. Because I mean, you can say about this with just about any art, but like, especially like the interactiveness that comes with video games or whatnot. It's just beautiful how you could just literally go to a different world just about every single time. Like it's it's outstanding like that. 
Oh, absolutely. Do you remember some of the the first video games that really like captured your imagination, or just some of the first video games that you like vividly remember loving? Uh, okay, that would definitely be um, a link to the past for me okay. um, on my Super Nintendo. I was obsessed with that game in Mega Man X, the Super Nintendo. Um, and then a short time after, when I got my Nintendo 64, I fell madly in love with Majora's Mask. There you go. Um, that game has been one of my biggest influences in any kind of creation that I do. So I'd probably... I mean, Link to the Past, Mega Man X, and Majora's Mask. Those are probably like my top three right there from the beginning. You know what? That I mean, that's a good foundation, if nothing else, especially the masterpieces those games were. Um, oh, yeah. When did you go from this like general love for art and video game to a passion and wanting to make it your career? Uh, so, oh, I mean, like, you're, you're growing up, and then you're like, hey, uh, what do you want to do with your life? Like, what do you want to do as a career? And it's like, do you want to uh, be an electrician? I'm like, no. Do you want to work with air conditioning units? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, you know, like a lot of the things that you hear, it's like, did you want to do this? Do you want to be management here? Do you want to be a truck driver? you want to do this? None of that seemed entertaining to me. Um, and I loved the escapism that came with video games, and I... or. I mean, in just any sort of media. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I wanted to dive into that. Um, true story, actually, when um, I want to say early high school, like sophomore or freshman year, they made us do that project where we're like, what do we want to do as a career? And then it was like our year projects. And we made a we did like a presentation with what that career is and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I actually wanted to be a stop motion photographer Ooh. and make a stop motion film. OK. Yes. So that was a big, uh, big thing for me. I was always obs obsessed with animation, claymation, and whatnot. I mean, so it kind of just went from there. I mean, that <laughs> that's certainly amb ambitious as well, if not more ambitious than video games or whatnot. Because I mean, you obviously you can attest like stop motion animation just in general. Oh, like, yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> I assume Clay Fighters was an influence of that. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Decline to comment. <laughs> fair enough fair enough but you know I'm, I'm glad that you know that was something that truly like creatively drove you more than anything else seeing how you've really gone all head first with that and actually went through with it becoming a video game developer yourself or whatnot i imagine like once you honestly set your sights on that goal like it must have been relieving to like find a way to get into it and really like go head first into it Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Definitely. I, I mean, it didn't really continue going the whole stop motion route, but eventually um, went to game development, which was uh, actually kind of funny in itself. And the reasoning behind that, I don't, I don't know if you have a question on like, why did you choose game development or anything? But, I was kind of uh, <laughs> lead in that direction. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll wait till that comes up. But yeah, it's it's crazy how it all kind of like intertwines. Well, if that's the case, why don't we just jump right to it then? What exactly got you? Like, what got you into gay development? What made you want to go with that as your career? <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, no. Hey, you're hey. perfectly fine. <laughs> All right, good. So, uh, with game development, um, <laughs> the reasoning behind that, right, is God. This is gonna sound like incredibly weird. Um, I was always the kind of person that I was. I was always chasing something that was. I want something like a Link to the Past, but with something with Link's Awakening too, you know, like just like all these little different pieces. And I was like, this is the kind of game that I want to play. Okay. You know? And um, I'd always constantly be chasing these uh, different games, like different like weird genres and whatnot, but I could never, I could never find it or find enough of them. So um, one day uh, this was uh, right before the switch, um, I was just on the eShop and I was just like looking around and I was like, I, I really want a Zelda light game. Right. And you know, a lot of people say like, I don't know, it's weird. I hear people all the time saying there's another Zelda like, which is so frustrating to me. Cause I'm just like, where are they? <laughs> Tell me, where are they? I will, I want those games, you know, but I was going through and like um I supported Moonlighter uh Moonlight RPG which is a really good one mm -hmm. um and I've played a few a uh, few other Zelda likes but nothing ever kind of scratched the itch that I wanted to have scratched mm -hmm. so I took it upon myself to just be you know what 
I'll just make the game myself. I'll make the game that I want to play. And that's how development on our game Toasty started. You know what? That's that's incredible more than anything else. That that's a mentality that I carry with me when it comes to like stuff with this podcast or whatnot, you know, there, and I know uh, a lot of creators that I've talked to as well have that kind of same issue, I guess, issue when that's one of those like you were craving something. There's something you absolutely wanted. Like for me, I wanted there to be a platform to like really showcase good artists out there because a lot of people like will post their stuff and then it just be gets like watched by the wayside from trending topics or like they'll like the photo, but then not care who made it or whatnot. Oh, yeah. And so it's like, you know, I wasn't seeing that kind of stuff. So I'm like, screw it. I'll make it myself. And I that's why I've been able to last as long as I have with this thing. And I can only imagine like for you, especially now that like you've really got toasty going. um, I imagine like it must be almost relieving to know that that itch that you were trying to scratch. You're actually taking care of taking measure in your own hand and truly creating the game you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's insanely stressful. But yeah. Are you right? <laughs> I mean, no one said it was going to be easy. If that was the case, there would have been 20 Zelda likes already. Then you wouldn't have to scratch oh, yeah. that itch. And that's that's the truth. Yeah, you are right. There you go. I mean, I know you kind of hinted at it, but I want to just jump all in when it comes to, to Toasty. Because mm-hmm. for, first off, for those who don't know what exactly in the world we're talking about, how would you best describe Toasty Ashes of Dusk? Oh, you're asking me? I'm asking you. Um, it's um, an incredibly stressful, and I'm kidding. Uh, so toasty, <laughs> ashes of dusk, um, and uh, the only real way to really describe it, though, and I, I don't really like to describe things as uh, something that's like another game. You know, right. like the whole, like Metroidvanias. You know, you're saying it's like Metroid, a Castlevania game, but that's like how they're described now. Yeah. So same thing with Zelda likes. So it's a Zelda like. So, uh, Toasty Ashes of Dusk is a Zelda-like action-adventure RPG. Uh, you um, are playing as a character named Marshall, mm-hmm. and uh, you are suffering from, uh, I wouldn't say amnesia, but you'll find out as you play the game. But you continue through the game, and you uh, you encounter many, many wacky characters, and ultimately you stop a very powerful evil. Um, the game is very inspired by... Um, A Link to the Past, Majora's Mask, Chrono Trigger, Persona, Final Fantasy VII, uh, and Pokemon Blue, surprisingly. (laughs) So we got a lot of of weird inspirations in there. Um, What we do is, or what we're doing with the game is, we're taking a lot of the things that we love about other games and expanding on that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's toasty. Yeah, there you go. I mean, hey, if nothing else, like that, that's a great way to describe it. And I know, like, just hearing that alone, like this, the story alone, like what little bits are out there or whatnot. That's one of the things I love about this, this wholly like original story. What inspired you to want to like tell a story, the story of Marshall, more or less? Uh, well, I I don't know. Well, for me, it's just worked on this story and. I was like, wow. And then, like, the story this became more fleshed out and became more powerful and very emotionally driven. And I wanted other people to experience that story in, in an incredibly fun medium. You know, I could have wrote out that story and just throw it on a dock and then, you know, put it out for people to just read. But I wanted people to play it. Mm-hmm. So that's what you get with Toasty. There you go. Plus, I just want to say... I do appreciate the fact that you named the marshmallow Marshall. Just saying that is a perfect <laughs> choice. Very simple, oh, yeah. but very efficient. Uh, it's you're, you're going to, uh, when you play toasty, you're going to, you're going to find out some more things and you're going to be like that llama I spoke to is so clever. <laughs> <laughs> There's more to it. And that's what I'm really excited about. Oh, you just give me like little teases and little crumbs and uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just craving more and more. <laughs> I I do want to also ask another aspect of it, and it could be just for simplicity's sake, but one of the things I also love and appreciate about the game is the art that you have, the pixel art for it. Was that mm-hmm. just a, a conscious decision when it comes to like practicality and producing the game you want, or is that something more of like an homage to those games that influence Toasty? Uh it's a combo of both, actually. Mm-hmm. Um uh, we have a lot of games that we want to eventually build and make. Okay. Um, the story with Toasty, uh, like I said, you know, we wanted, I wanted uh, more Zelda-like games. 
So we kind of just immediately were like, okay, it's hop down, Zelda-like, uh, think Minish Cap. Let's go that direction. Um, and that's what we did. Um, and we started out with that, and then we kind of just took a lot of inspiration from the games that we love, uh, the different styles and pixel art, and we even um, would look at something like one of our, something that would inspire us from a, three, a 3D game. And we're like, how would that translate into 2D? And then we just experiment. And uh, our pixel artist, uh, Voxid, they are just a powerhouse, and they're just out there just doing an amazing job. I mean, I'm going to give them all the roses and all the applauses I can as well because they are knocking out of the park with, again, what's out there. I mean, it's incredible. It, it's incredible the characters that you've introduced so far and the characters you've teased. The, the world is another thing that I just absolutely admire. Like, it's got to be one of the most unique worlds I have seen out there. Like, just how wide and expansive and how diverse it can be. Was that another, like, conscious thing you were thinking of going into this game? Yes, uh, that, that was definitely our goal. Um, the thing is with uh, with the game and the characters and whatnot, it can get very all over the place. Um not a, not to a point where it's overwhelming, but we wanted the world to kind of reflect that as well. I mean, fair enough. I mean, especially with some of the unique characters in there. I mean, I, I'd have to say my personal favorite one has to be this unique little side character. I think it's like a llama living out of a tent or something like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, I feel like he has potential to be a major my part God. of the game. So. <laughs> oh, my God. In all seriousness, no, it has to be just fun and cheeky just to be able to, to insert yourself in a game like this. <laughs> so... Actually, actually, and I don't even know if this is one of your questions, though. <laughs> but like, uh, uh, so when developing Toasty, um, we all decided that oh, we should have some sort of like insert in the game. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't have any like defining like persona or anything like that. I wear beanies. Llamas are my favorite. So my dev team put me in Toasty as a llama with a beanie on their head. Oh. So. From that point on, I kind of just adopted that. I'm like, all right, fine, I'm a llama with a beanie. And that's kind of how everything else kind of went. So oh. Toasty is the reason I'm the way I am. That was something I was going to ask about later, but I'm glad to know that the origin <laughs> is there. And that's something I'll definitely touch back on whenever I get to that oh, point. Yeah. <laughs> no, more detail later. That, that's, that's hilarious, though. I, I, I applaud you. Again, I just got to keep applauding you for that. That's that's just funny more than anything else. Mm -hmm. I. I can only imagine there's only so much you could probably talk about this concerning the fact that, you know, it's still early in development or whatnot, but from what you can't, what you have shown or whatnot, is there something that you're excited for the fans to see whenever this game does come out? Uh, well, 100% the story, mm -hmm. that's huge. Um, it is in no way, um, it, it, it's going to be very, intense i guess okay is what i want to say um i'm really excited for people to really enjoy the story the story is going to take them all over the world of Gildia, and with the characters they're not just oh this character right here you know they just oh they have this funny little dialogue and like that's it you know no it's like you encounter this character over here like throughout the story over in uh dock town which is the port area and toasty okay. you encounter them you're like oh they're kind of funny you know and like they tell you kind of like where to go and you're like, Oh, they kind of look a little weird, whatever. And then like three areas later, you encounter that same person again. And they're like in this casino town called Avarice city and they're doing something entirely different. Or maybe like, they're like, I don't know, like rummaging through a trash can or something because they lost all their money or something like, like the story with the game is there's so much going on with like all the little characters. And there's all these little side quests too. You can do with characters alongside a trading sequence which is super inspired by Link's Awakening. So if you like that stuff, then that's in there. <laughs> I'm already telling you right now, I knew I was already excited for this game at, on so many different <laughs> levels. It, again, I, I'll say it again. Every little bit that you're sharing right now just gets me more and more hype. More than anything else, just like I appreciate, like especially you telling me all the different influences that went into it or whatnot. I, I knew there was a lot of love and passion going into this game, but just knowing a little bit more just exactly how much it was, it, I know that whatever you're able to push out is going to be an incredible product one way or another. Oh, thank you for that. Absolutely. And I know I'm not the only one, obviously, because you, you've had at least a couple of Kickstarters, but I know your most recent Kickstarter, I yeah. just have to say, wow, <laughs> the support that Kickstarter got. I can only imagine how exciting it must have been for you to, to get that support through there and to see the people really wanting this game, like especially seeing how that Kickstarter performed. Oh, yeah, that, that was that was 
that was amazing. That was incredible. We didn't we didn't even think we'd get that high. But uh, <laughs> with the the first Kickstarter, it was um, we did everything we could, but nobody saw it. That was that was really the issue with the first Kickstarter. Nobody nobody really saw the Kickstarter. We didn't have like very good marketing. We didn't really know what we were doing. Um, the second one was, hey, let's do some merchandise, you know, so we can like get some sort of funding into the project. And that was the merch starter we did. Yep. And that went with um, the break Kickstarter campaign or thing that they were doing promo on their website. I don't remember exactly. But then the last one that right here we had, we have a publisher now. So they helped us with marketing and we were able to get our game's name out there a bit and flew past 100k and that was a very very interesting day when that happened i didn't think we'd get that far oh i can only imagine i a little side note i realized recently that um i actually helped support the merch kickstarter that second one i have some stickers. you did i have some stickers somewhere in my room i don't know where it is off the top of my head but i remember i still have that little (laughs) packet of stickers that i got from that merch kickstarter so <laughs> oh yeah, those stickers are great. You got a, uh, I think on those stickers you got, I think you got the funnel cakes. You got Pudge the cat, Scrump the cat, and then Wilhelm, uh, Wilson, Orbeck, and Marshall. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I know what we want to talk about. I mean, there were some wonderful stickers. I just remember like seeing that little Kickstarter and like knowing that I wanted to help out. I couldn't help with the big Kickstarter because I was in the middle of like switching jobs and my money was low. But I mean, again. There was a lot of love support anyways. You were able to get that thing through 20-fold at that point. Yeah. Uh, but it's incredible. And obviously, you know, the Kickstarter, you know, went through. You guys are working hard on this game or whatnot. Whenever it does roll out, whenever you guys are ready to unveil this onto the world, what should the fans expect from Toasty? Uh, well, what should they expect? Oh, well, I'm like, what do I say without sounding kind of full of myself? Hmm. Well, <laughs> Uh, well, uh, with Toasty, I don't think uh, you know what you're going to expect. I don't know. V- very uh, good, I don't know, good good amount of time, good amount of hours playing. Like, uh, anything I can think of, I'm like, oh, yeah, expect uh, an amazing start. No, because that sounds full of myself. <laughs> expect a, a complete, uh, um, incredibly built. No, that sounds full of myself. You know, I'm just, like, beating myself up over here. Expect... Expect a game made by a bunch of Super Nintendo nerds <laughs> and like the things that you may have loved in um, the games that you played growing up being referenced and reflected in Toasty with its own unique charm. There you go. That is wonderfully worded if I do say so myself. Um, oh, thanks. <laughs> I tend to ramble. There you go. <laughs> hey, trust me. This is a podcast. It's built for rambling. All right. Um, oh, yeah. No, yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> As so, well as we gotta get to an hour somehow. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, hey, keep, just keep talking, just keep, just keep, just keep saying things. Look, I, I'll say it like this: I've had episodes that are like 30 minutes long or whatnot, but I've also had episodes that were like two and a half hours long. I don't think we should oh, be. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's one of those. I, I've mentioned it before. It was by an artist by the name of My Emerald Tears, and she was just going all in about like her world and her characters and whatnot. Wonderful person, absolutely loved them. Um, but. Back to you real quickly, as well as creating this incredible, you know, game and really getting this game off the ground, you've also tend to have, I don't know if I'd call it a side gig, but this incredible, unique character that you've also presented onto the world, and that is yourself, Duper, as yes. the VTuber. Hi. Hi, I'm Duper. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> yes. I know, let me start by asking this question, what got you interested in streaming in the first place, wanting to go and tackle that? <laughs> so this is gonna be like the weirdest thing ever like a lot of people have <laughs> the reason with streaming is like oh, i want to you know build a community or you know i want to be a big big league streamer or something my reasoning for streaming was to make myself sit down and play a video game mm-hmm. because otherwise i wouldn't do it <laughs> if that makes sense like i am my own worst enemy i am the kind of person where i need to constantly be in some way productive Okay. If I'm playing something for too long, then I start to really beat myself up. And you're like, why am I doing this right now? Mm. I could be working on Toasty. I could be doing this. I could be doing this. Like, I'm just wasting time right now. Okay. Uh, with streaming, it was more of like everybody is holding me accountable to spend time playing a game and just having fun. And that's why I decided to start streaming. You know what? That's fair. I mean, I honestly... <laughs> 
Honestly, I relate to what you're talking about because I'm the kind of person to where like I could enjoy a game for like a little bit, but if I'm like spending too long, I'm I'm just thinking to myself mm-hmm. like, why am I just constantly doing this? There's like there could be nothing else I could do, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, there could be something else I could be doing right now. Exactly. That's why I'm scared to even touch Elden Ring. Like, <laughs> oh, like of all my friends, like an entire Twitter feed was just like, all right, I'm off to play Elden Ring, and then like six days later, they're just like, hey, sorry about the silence. I've been playing Elden Ring and I'm over here just like, I'm so scared to even touch that. I have too much I got to do. I can't do that. (laughs) As well as you can't devote hours of your life into a video game like that. You're devoting hours of your life developing your own video game. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Even even after I do that, even after I release the game, am I going to be content with that? Probably not. But that's why I'm streaming. So now it's like. Um, with streaming, uh, if it wasn't for streaming, I would have never played through the Sly Cooper series. Oh, you know, I'm at the very end. I'm at the very end of four right now, and I would have never played through them if it wasn't for streaming. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, especially for games like that. I, as much as I love Sly Cooper, I feel like they don't get the those games don't get the love that they should. Like in the long run, like at the time, I'm sure people absolutely loved it, but like you don't really hear about it until like someone like yourself is just playing it randomly. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually noticed that too. Um, I started playing it, and it just felt like uh, the Sly Cooper um, conversations and dialogue started to kind of kick back up with my community. And then, like, I, I would like share a clip of like a part that happened in Sly Two. Someone's just like, "Oh, I remember this," and I was always stuck here or something. And like, people were just engaging with me. And then they were like, "Man, I really want to play Sly again." And then I got like friends that are streaming Sly Cooper because they were watching me play Sly Cooper and it's just it's really it's really nice to see how that kind of just does a nice little ripple effect absolutely now obviously like streaming alone is already a, a, an interesting task on its own but you also decided to go with a VTubing aspect as well what got you oh, yeah. interested in VTubing and what made you decide you wanted to be a part of that I'm a VTuber I, th- I think so <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't realize I was talking to an actual uh, low poly llama. I I'm sorry oh, yeah. for assuming that. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, <laughs> all right. The when I first started streaming, I was doing it as just a webcam streamer, mm-hmm. so a face cam streamer. Sometimes my face cam would just be off, and I'd have a cute little gif of my my llama version just sitting on um, um, Darth Sidious's throne, drinking a Slurpee, and it would like move and stuff. Um, and eventually, um, one of my really good friends, uh, their name is Mulgato. They they're about to release Frogun. Okay. Uh, they made a, they made a low poly model of my llama, and my friend Boxed, who's also the pixel artist for Toasty, one day I was just like, "Hey, can I have that model? Like, I want to like play around with it." Well, they rigged it. Ooh. And uh, they like gave it to me, and I was like, "Hey, download this and see like if you can like move around with it." And I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." So I have like my own like on screen little mascot uh, moves with me. That's pretty cool. Um, and I remember that happened when I was in the middle of my Mega Man marathon. I think it was like on Mega Man 3. Okay. And I started using my that VTuber model, and it was my first version of it. Um, we couldn't figure out getting all the textures to appear. Um, the mouth wouldn't move with me talking, but the head would move. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just did it with that from that point on. I'm like, you know what? I really like this. And it kind of just grew from there. We found out how to enable all the textures. We got all the mouth tracking to work, and that was the duper 1.0 and that's that was my original model right right and i mean goodness that what isn't it awesome that you have like cool awesome friends to help you out with this stuff <laughs> yeah uh i'm honestly i i am nothing without my friends i would not even be where i am if it wasn't for my friends absolutely and i imagine that you know especially like once you got started with that and i imagine once people started noticing the model and really started attracting to that like was it almost kind of interesting? That, uh, how interesting was it for you to see kind of the response to you as a streamer? It made me happy, actually. Um, when I started really pushing it a little bit more, I didn't know it was called VTubing, first off. I didn't even start using the VTuber tag for a little bit. Fair <laughs> Which enough. is weird, because, you know, usually it's uh, these bigger VTubers and whatnot, and I didn't even know about any of it. So, um it was really nice though because people would come into the stream and then they'd be like oh your model it's just like uh it reminds me of Mega Man legends and i'm just over here just like that's one of my favorite games of all time thank you for that you know <laughs> and more people will come in and be like you remind me of n64 days and stuff and 
my stream layout is a classic CRT TV and there's like an N64 under it and I have chat and chat used to pop up on a um, um, on a faded Chrono Trigger strategy guide mm-hmm. but I needed to do some like resizing eventually I threw them into a 3D moving Game Boy on my screen now yes. but like people would come in and be like oh the N64 and oh that's what your model's theme is and they love it and there's a lot of love towards uh retro games and um the limited uh, the limitations that games had to work with back in the day and people really appreciate it and that makes me feel better and yeah oh polly there you go absolutely plus i want to say quick little aside when it comes to like the bigger name vtubers and whatnot i didn't even know about vtubing until uh chester you know christian chester the otter i i saw like him <sighs> get some, yeah i saw them getting some like uh like, I, I think I saw one of their clips, like someone had retweeted like some of their clips or whatnot. And I just, you know, absolutely incredible how that was the one. And also uh, Sam Higgins, uh, Eldritch Grandpa, or Archie Grandpa, another mm-hmm. one that like got me into like understanding VTubing and really falling in love with like streaming as a whole. Like before I didn't even pay attention to streams in general. And then they were the ones that like got my foot in the door of like watching streams and supporting others. So, right. I mean, it's absolutely insane. Plus, I love, like, you know, you had the original Duper model, like, the, the pixel art. When did you decide to evolve it into more or less the, the, the basically, the Duper 64 model? Uh, you mean the one I have now? Yes, exactly. So, um, before, before I even started doing the VTubing thing, uh, I have, I still have uh, a channel artist. Their name is Dreamy Boo. They're an incredibly talented and one of my best best fucking friends they're family to me now um they made my emotes for me and it was their version it was their style of like my llama self you know and um it was very different from the model that i had used um eventually time went on and um i decided to talk to vox and i was and i said that hey you know i think i think i want the next iteration of my model to be closely more matched to how my emotes look and that's how i am now well, there you go. I mean, hey, I, it's incredible how the inf- again the influence of incredible friends leads to kind of the current aesthetic and what you got going on. I know I'm kind of like that with uh, my co showrunner and someone that does like a lot of my thumbnails or whatnot, uh, Tipsy J Hearts. She does like a lot of my merch and all that stuff, and like mm-hmm. the art that she has or whatnot is a lot of the art that like I use to like represent you know where I can because it's just incredible. So yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? words wonderful i i also love more or less like just the just the vibe that you like to bring with your uh streams and such like it's incredible what you've been able to bring to it like was for you like what is this is gonna sound like a a high class question or whatnot but what is like say it do it (laughs) what is what is streaming to you like for you like whenever you like start a stream whatnot is it like just a good vibe that you just want to like carry to everyone or something along the lines of that. Like what, whenever you start a stream, what's like the mentality going into it? This is going to sound super cheesy. So don't make fun of me. All right. I I, I, <laughs> I never intend on making fun of you. Okay. Uh, you say that we're going to be editing this and be like, Oh my God. I can't <laughs> <laughs> no, my vibe going in though is, and I even say this sometimes on stream or I have a few times is when I'm streaming and I have chat watching and we're all interacting and having a good time. It's it's nostalgic for me mm-hmm. because to me, it feels like we're all just a bunch of friends. We're all like at my house. I'm playing a game on the TV and we're all just BSing with each other. Mom brought out the pizza rolls, you know, maybe like lightning just struck and like hit something outside. I don't know. But like we're all hanging out. We're all having a good time. And that's what streaming is to me. So I'm experiencing these games and then I'll have like friends chime in, like people pop up and chat and they'll be like, oh, yeah, did you know this person did this in this game? And it's like, oh, wow, you know, like all this dialogue is happening and it just seems so natural. It seems like how it would be as if we were all sitting on the couch together playing a game. So that's how, that's kind of how I like it. Look I mean, at it, look at those classic Halo land parties yes. and stuff, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it's a good vibe more than anything else and something that I definitely appreciate. And also, I forgot to ask this thing sooner, but, you know, another key aesthetic of you is obviously your name. How did you sell on the mm. name Duper to kind of represent you? Oh my god so <laughs> this is a really interesting one so um um my wife uh blooper mm-hmm. um she is really 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 good and into splatoon 
Okay. And she used to play it all the, all the time. Um, Splatoon one on the Wii U. She still plays the second one, but um, <clears throat> the name of uh, the character on that was Blooper. Oh. You know, after the Mario Blooper thing. So she always went by Blooper for that reason. And uh, originally, I wanted to do content with her. Okay. And I was just like, well, I want to rhyme with you. So it came up with Duper. So it was like Duper and Blooper. And that's the reason why I am Duper now is because I just wanted to rhyme with my wife. <laughs> you came up with a name just to do some content with your wife? That's kind of crit. No, that's sweet. That yeah, is really is. sweet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the one day you guys decide to like have a pet in the house or something like that, and you're gonna name them Super, so you can have Super Duper. Oh Duper. my gosh! <laughs> so we have a corgi. His name's Scoops. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Scooper Duper Blooper. There you go. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, if you can think of like a moment or a stream ever since you started streaming, that if you were to present it to someone and have it be like, if you want to get an idea of what. I am presenting and whether or not you're going to like it. Can you think of a particular clip or a particular stream that truly encompasses what a duper stream is? Oh, wait, you mean like pick a clip of mine or like, uh, like I said, either a clip or a stream, something that you can present to someone and be like, if you think you're going to like the, if you like this clip, you're going to like a stream. You're going to like my streams. Oh, that's a, that's, mm, I mean, uh, (laughs) I, I don't really know how to answer that question. Like, I could, like, uh, do I just, like, pick out a clip, or I mean, do you want me to, like... I was going to say, like, if you have something, like, like whenever I ask that question, if there's, like, a particular moment, or, again, like, a stream in mind, or if you have nothing, I, I completely understand that with just how you have them as a whole or whatnot, there's so many... I can imagine there's so many different moments to just pick from. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, well... There's, there is, there's so many, like every stream, I feel like there's about 20 plus moments from the stream that like get clipped and then they're just so ridiculously over the top with, especially with chat interaction and the different things that I've programmed into the stream, you know, um, somebody raids, my entire chat just explodes, all my mods refund all the points, everybody is farting, everybody's throwing things at me. Uh, somebody just immediately gifts like through 30 subs. I have to drop three claws on into the, the claw mini game and it's always going to draw jail. And I said, Hey, you know, until we hit partner, all jails are going to be super jail, which sends me to another scene where I'm cuffed to a barrel and I'll throw an <laughs> objects as one channel point And everyone pelts me with those and I die. And there's like 40 different game over screens. Like that's every stream. <laughs> That is every stream. And then I pull out the zapper from uh, Super Mario, or not sorry, Smash Brothers 64, and I just start shooting into them, like shooting at chat, and they're dropping thwomps on me and the wind fish and a giant box, and I'm flying all over the place. That's every stream. So when picking picking a clip in particular is so hard for me because yeah. <laughs> it's just over the top every time. You know what? I don't blame you. Two things I got to say to that. One, good lord, I didn't realize how much stuff can... I, like, I've watched your streams before, but I always forget just how much chaos a stream is. I have to ask, how is your computer not blown up with all the stuff you've added for your stream? Oh, uh, an SSD, 32 gigs RAM, and I don't even remember the graphics card I have, but it's a good one, I guess. <laughs> if if it could withstand all that chaos, I'd like to hope it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. Um... I, nevertheless, like it's incredible, kind of the the environment you've been able to invite with just all this chaos or whatnot. Does it amaze you more or less the community you've been able to build? Yeah, I uh, every day it's just um, it feels like a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just incredibly lucky to have the community that I have right now. And just uh, just yesterday, right, my mic my mic broke. I had to order a new one, and I just, hey, let's watch a movie in the Discord. And I ended up putting up, um, I edited together a pre-show where I ran three movie previews, and I did a whole Silence Your Cell Phones bit in there, too. I ran the Quiznos Subs commercial, the cursed one. (laughs) Oh, my God. Finished it off with, now our feature presentation, you know, and, like, my community is just, like, loving it, and they're eating up, and we're all having a good time. We're laughing together and just watching the Sonic movie, and I'm just sitting there just like, I am so lucky to have this community and have met the people that I have made, I have met because it's, it all is just so worth it in the end. I love it. 
Absolutely. I mean, especially being able to grow a community like that and especially especially the wealth of talented people that are in that community. Like it's it, it I I can only imagine just how mind blowing it is that you've been able to have that, so <laughs> oh yeah it is insane like i was playing the robots game that came on the gamecube that yes. cursed one and i'm like screaming because i'm trying to collect all these things and i'm rolling around in this giant ball and i'm making jokes because i'm chasing the robot that was voiced by amanda Bynes in the movie and then one of my friends is just like hey check your dms lol and i check and they make a full-blown animation of me rolling around in this giant ball from robots <laughs> like like this the community is just full of so many creative people and god i am just i am so lucky i can imagine plus i i would imagine you might know a thing or two about building a community because if i may i i've heard a rumor and i want you to confirm that one way or another if this is actually true or not i've i've heard a rumor that you potentially were the person behind the froggy chair twitter account who told you that <laughs> if i told you would you be mad who told you <laughs> no no i promise i won't be mad who told you it was rocco who told you? it was rocco who? rocco rocco, rocco? Yes. <laughs> yes i did that was me i just want to say i applaud you for taking the time and effort to do that yeah that was just ridiculous that that thing blew up no joke it's one yeah. of the, it's one of those straight up he i told the I, I i was in the server earlier and i told him hey i'm interviewing duper later because i figured some people would be appreciative of that or would be interested in that and rocco's like hey do you want a narwhal moment <laughs> <laughs> so sorry to rat you out rocco but love you <laughs> no it, it, it's all right i'm not even mad about it <laughs> As well as I heard that, and I, I was straight up like, "No, no way!" Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that 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 Twitter, wow, that thing was massive. I could not con that, that got derailed. I just woof. What I could I, not keep up with that. I just had to know in the first place. What made you like intrigued to start that in the first place? Oh, because I I love shit posting. I love making memes. I like laughing. <laughs> I like farting and making jokes. And Froggy Chair, I just, I love Froggy Chair. I love the meme Froggy Chair. And uh, when New Horizons kicked off, I just was like, everybody was going on about Froggy Chair again. And I was like, now is my time. I must rise. <laughs> and then I made the Froggy Chair Twitter and I just went nuts and just crazy. <laughs> I imagine when they finally reintroduced the Froggy Chair, that must have been like a, a crowning achievement more than anything else. Oh, yeah. That's, that's really was. <laughs> But nevertheless, like thinking back just from all the stuff that we talked about, whether it be with video game development or just with the streaming aspect, just think about your journey as a whole. Does it ever amaze you that you've gotten to this point? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's crazy. Um, it's it's kind of it's bittersweet, though. Um, OK, this is this is going to get kind of real for a second there. Okay. But I recently within like the last few years um i finally have been able to get medicated um i got crazy adhd okay crazy adhd and i finally got medicated for like two years so my entire mentality is i have to make up for lost time you know and i'm like i'm super appreciative for where i am right now but i'm constantly telling myself i have a long way to go i got a long way to go i need to keep going yeah um and what i have achieved and uh the people I've met, everything right now to this point is incredibly grateful. And it's every day feels like a dream. Well, I'm I'm certainly glad that you've been able to to get to this point personally. I'm glad to see you continue to grow and continue to do just incredible stuff like you've been doing. Um, Aw shucks. <laughs> <laughs> Give me crying. Yes, I make people feel emotional. My job yeah. as a host works. <laughs> <laughs> but if I may for this next question, you know, you said you got real for that last question, but for this next one, I want to go a bit above and beyond into the clouds, if I may, and give you more or less the dream scenario. Let's say I am Big Shot Mr. Moneybags. I come up to him like, look, Duper, we know you have done incredible stuff so far. We know that with a little extra push, you can go above and beyond to do some incredible stuff. We have access to anyone and everyone in the industry in whatever art industry and more money than there should be possible. We should probably be compensating video game designers, make sure they're 
pensions are paid and all stuff like that. But we'll focus on that later. Right now, we're focusing on you. If given this opportunity, what would be the Dream Duper project? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, you the dream the dream super project is actually what we want to accomplish after Toasty. Okay. Um what we want to do um is we want to make a low poly um hack and slash RPG platformer inspired by Mega Man Legends, uh the funner side of the combat from Kingdom Hearts and heavy story. Okay. But using Mega Man Legend style art and I mean perfect scenario would be able to make that game we want to make and um that's where we're going to go after toasty so honestly I would just uh, make that you know what that's that's a good goal to aspire for just you describing it right there or whatnot like good lord that I love the again I just love the influences more than anything else. I, I I always forget like how influential video games can be, not just for just other video games but for a lot of stuff in general. Oh yeah. No, no. I mean I, I feel like that even goes for any form of media really, like whatever inspires you to make what and you know everything is inspired by something. There's, you know, that whole there's no such thing as an original idea anymore, but it's because we're all inspired by different things, you know? Something is uh, something that inspires you was inspired by something else, and that thing was inspired by something else, and yeah, it's it's beautiful actually. There you go. But sadly, we gotta get down from the dream scenario, and we gotta get back to reality. And I'll oh, ask, wow. I know, right? It, it was it was wonderful up there. But I'll ask the ever so generic question. Here where, we go. Where do you hope to see yourself, say, five to ten years from now? Five to ten years from now. <sighs> Oh my god. Uh well Toasty will be out. Yep. Hopefully. Uh, <laughs> <Not> definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um five to ten years. Mm, hopefully releasing that game I just described to you. Mm -hmm. Um I don't I mean, yeah, probably that. You really. Um where wherever else content creation really brings me to, you know? But I'm grateful for what I have right now. So there you go. I mean, <laughs> we'll see that that's a good thing to hope for is nothing else. Um, as we start to wind down the conversation, I just have one last question. I want to ask you, obviously like you're deeply entrenched in art and video games in one aspect for another. I just have to ask how important is art, not just for you, but for the world as a whole. Um, it is incredibly important. It is incredibly important for everybody, <laughs> everybody, even if you wouldn't, say that you are an artist it is do you you appreciate art you know like hey you really enjoyed the uh the cover of that hungry hungry caterpillar book growing up guess what that's art you you're you appreciate it that art is in your life it has affected you and my father uh my late father he he had this one saying he would tell me he said that everybody is an artist in their own right and everybody has a story that they want to tell, and it is your job in life to find what medium you're going to use to tell that story. So art, art is such an open word. It can mean anything. It could mean being a host of a podcast. It could be me streaming. It could be making a game, drawing, anything. It can be any form of art. There's literally somebody who was on the beach that made a God of War sculpture out of sand. Like <laughs> art can be anything. And whatever art form you choose to tell your story, and that's beautiful. And you want to tell that story and you want people to experience that story. So art, art is incredibly important for people to express themselves as well as experience and ingest. That is wonderfully worded, both from yourself and your dad, if I do say so as myself. Um, Thank you. That is all the questions I have for you, Dupe. Uh, I've already showered you with a whole bunch of praise, but I want to shower you with a little bit more because it's my podcast. I do what I want. Uh, <laughs> I haven't said anything yet. Hold on. Hold the, te hold the tears. Hold the tears. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Duper, ever since I first uh, gotten to know about yourself and your streams and whatnot, I, it's always been entertaining every single chance i get to to see whether it be a clip on twitter or whether it be one of your streams you've always been 
one of the more entertaining people that I've seen out there, and I always enjoy your presence. Knowing as well the toasty and like the stuff that's going into that, and seeing that truly grow organically with its own community or whatnot, it's incredible to know that you're getting the opportunity to truly live out part of your dream and really get to go forth and make something incredible. And it's something that, you know, every single time I see something new about it, I'm just excited and rooting for you every single step of the way getting the chance to sit down with you and get to talk to you, get to hear your backstory or whatnot, whatever high level appreciation I've had is higher. And I didn't even think that was possible in the first place. So at the long and the short of it is thank you for being you. Thank you for providing a good outlet for people and truly being an inspiration in one aspect for another. And thank you for all that you do. Mm. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm just being honest, man. That's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> really appreciate it uh but it's it's so hard for me to really like accept compliments like that because like i keep saying i would not even be where i am if it wasn't for my friends absolutely and they're the real heroes here well hey as long as they have someone i just to... scream into the microphone and fart <laughs> i mean someone's gotta be the ringmaster of this freak show right <laughs> yeah fair enough <laughs> i guess i will do it if if that's the case, I also want to say shout out to all the artists that you have and shout out to all the friends that have helped you along the way because seriously, like as someone that also has a lot of people behind me trying to help make something happen or whatnot, I completely understand where you're coming from of, you know, without them, this wouldn't be what it is. So shout out to all of them. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, for those who may not already know and are not, following and supporting you in the first place go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home uh, <clears throat> hold on i got my boilerplate somewhere around here <laughs> where is it <laughs> oh wait all right hold up i got it all right um hello everybody my name is duper i am the low poly llama vtuber variety streamer on twitch.tv and the director and game dev for toasty ashes of dusk which is coming to consoles and PC eventually, and I can't tell you when. And I'm sorry because I'm under NDA. Um, I uh, do retro content. I stream it Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Fridays on Twitch. We're having fun. And as of the, this interview and whenever you publish it, I have applied for partner 54 days ago, and hopefully Twitch will get back to me already. <sighs> oh, my God. Yeah, you know, it's it's not so much fingers crossed now. Now it's like they better give it to me on day 69 or I'm going to start screaming. <laughs> You watch just just to spite you. They give it to you on day sixty eight. Oh, if they do, I'm gonna tell them like take it back, do it again. <laughs> I something tells me to not poke the beast of Twitch, but at the same time, who am I to control you at this point? <laughs> I literally, you know what? Now that I think about it, they're probably the reason. One of the reasons why they haven't given it to me yet is because I have a gif. I have a video gif on my stream where I'm punching the Twitch logo rapidly with have, <laughs> has to be this way playing from Metal Gear Solid, just blasting. <laughs> Could nah. be one of the reasons. Nah. Like, All right, let's see what this guy's got. <laughs> oh. Oh, right, you know what? We'll get. We'll come back to this guy. Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't think they would take that personally. I, I, I'm sure they have someone. <laughs> someone up there has to have a sense of humor. <laughs> Maybe. Do you have any final words before we sign off? Um. Yeah, actually. Um. So this goes for you as well as any sort of creator who is listening to this podcast. Hi, how are you doing? Big fan. Um. Keep doing it. Like, keep at it. And what you have to understand when it comes to content creation and social media and all that as a whole is you can spend hours, hours into creating something. And like you brought up earlier about the whole um, uh, social media and how things kind of like see it for a second and it's gone. You can like put so much time and effort into something and it's just gone. Just put it up and then boop, it's gone. Nobody sees it anymore. It's completely gone. Um, don't, don't let that discourage you. Like, keep keep pushing, keep doing it and just keep doing what you're doing. If you, you put up a piece of art or any, any sort of art, you put it up and let's say, you know, a couple days a week. And over time that brings one person who to you, who's super like super interested in what you are creating. Then that's one person that is one human being who is enjoying what you are creating. And that right there is incredible. And eventually that number will just keep growing. And as long as you just keep at it, 
you you will you will see results. More and more people will see it. Just keep creating. And if you are in your own head and you're thinking that you're not good enough and you can't do it and you're comparing yourself to these bigger people, you need to stop it. Okay? Because I literally decided to start programming and making my own video game because I just decided that I'm just going to do it my self, you know? I'm just going to do it myself. Screw it. I'm tired. I'm just going to do it. And that's and it's got me to where I am right now. So as long as you just keep working hard and keep at it, you will be successful. Maybe not someday, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next year, or maybe next year, who knows? If you just keep working at it, you'll be fine. And don't be discouraged when you see other people finding success a lot faster than you. Because sometimes it just takes the right person in the right spot at the right time. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's... That's a sentiment I tried to share with what little audience I do have, you know? It's one of those, at the end of the day, like, just create the stuff that you want to. Just put the stuff out there in the world that you want to see. And if people don't see it immediately, that's fine. It's it's not the end of the world. If you keep it up and show people that the, the love and passion that you show yourself, they'll eventually see it. They'll get a chance to yep. see it and love it. Yep, and uh, kind of like what you just said, um, make the content that you want to make, and you make it for yourself. Like if you make some funny meme and you're laughing about it and you're like, this is making you laugh, share it. That is That right there is the kind of thing you should share because you want to surround yourself with people that find the same thing that you find funny, funny. You don't want to, you don't want to be somebody else and surround yourself with people who are interested in something that you're not. Absolutely. That is wonderful words, if I do say so myself, and... With that, all I have left to say is for the people at home, hasta luego, mi amigos. Hi. Bye. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. If this is your first time listening, I greatly appreciate you sticking around to this point. Uh, like I said up at the start, this was just, <laughs> this was a fun conversation. Duper, if you're listening to this point, thank you. This was the conversation that I needed when I needed it. Uh, you really do bring a good bit of energy just about everything that you do. And I greatly appreciate it. Makes me excited for what you do next. That's the thing that I always think about when it comes to just any of these guests, any of the guests that I bring on. Like, I'm not just bringing people on just to bring them on. I'm genuinely excited with what they are doing and what they could be doing next. Every artist I brought on brings something unique and different just about every single time, whether it be, you know, someone that does some cool, incredible animations, uh, someone that is putting out incredible music, people that are doing incredible video games and such, you know. I always love what you guys are able to do, and I really hope that it comes through with just about every single guest that I bring on here. Um, it's a way for me to more directly tell these people, tell these artists that I bring on, hey, you're doing an incredible job. Keep up the awesome work. I can only imagine how hard it is for an artist to, to feel appreciation sometimes. I could be very wrong. All I just know is that, especially when it comes to like conversations like this, when it comes to artists like Duper or to any of the other artists I brought on, it's incredible to know what they've been able to do, what got them to this point, and it's always fun and exciting to think about what could be next. I know with Duper, it's going to be seeing the completion of Toasty, which I amped for, as well as seeing what new, interesting little caveats that he's going to be adding to you know his streams or whatnot I always say this at the beginning of the podcast but make sure you do support these artists that I bring on make sure you show them that love and support 
because they absolutely deserve it. These guys are doing everything they can to push out some incredible stuff and truly be themselves. And they're awesome people, each and every single one of them. Go out there and show that love to people. They absolutely deserve it. Show yourself some love, too. You absolutely deserve it. But for the artists that are taking the time and effort, putting everything into what they do, putting their heart, soul, blood, sweat, and tears, and everything into whatever they are doing, show them that love and support and show them that appreciation. They absolutely deserve it.